You are listening to the 12 Stone Podcast. For more information on our eight locations or service times, please visit 12stone.com. Now enjoy Pastor Kevin Myers as he delivers Easter from Home. Action. Are you rolling? Action. Okay, what's up, 12 Stone? Happy Easter from home. Glad you guys are with us. Hanging out. Great. Don't throw rocks. Uh, Worshiping with us today. Hey, we got something really cool. Every week we talk about this. Kiddos. We got some really cool videos for you guys right now. So parents, you can help them find those videos if you get a tablet, an iPad, iPhone, something like that, and simply do the following. Collins, what's the website? Where'd you go, Collie? What's the website? 12stone.com. That was a really weird way to say that. Anyway, under that, there's a kids tab and you can click on video presentation and you can see we have all sorts of cool videos. Brave, stop throwing rocks. We have cool videos for all of our kids there. Okay, seriously. Um, parents, what you can do now, see, it's falling apart everywhere, man. This is how it is. Uh, parents, you can go ahead and get your Bibles ready. We're going to turn our attention to our senior pastor, Kevin Myers, as we dive into our Easter teaching. Well, welcome to Easter at home. That's right. Happy Easter, everybody. So, so what's your story? I mean, what, what's going on with you? What plans were you pursuing when this pandemic took center stage and, and shifted all your plans? Especially if you're in one of those uh, shelter-in-your-place states or cities like we are here in Georgia. We all sort of, I feel like this guy whose video has spread like the virus. I have watched this 20 times and I I laugh every time I still laugh. So if you haven't seen it, take a moment and enjoy. Check it out. Because of coronavirus, you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you A, quarantine with your wife and child or B, B, B. but I still laugh. B, B. Hey, that, listen, it, that's what you're going to start saying under your breath at home. You're start walking around the house these days, you're just going to go, B, B. And now everybody's going to know what's on your mind. Yeah, we choose B, but it's not a choice this day. So what, what, do, you, what do you think's coming next? I mean, what, what do you think with the pandemic and the economics? I mean, what's coming this summer? Oh, what's coming this fall? What's the future look like? What do you fear is coming? What do you hope is coming? So we're going to have a conversation today. A conversation about plans and hopes. And we're going to talk about it from one man's perspective. One guy who really we... We don't know the beginning of his story. Not, not the details, not honestly. We don't even know the middle of his story. But we know the end of his story. And at the end of his story, let me tell you what he'd say. I want to put it right here on the screen. I want you to see it. Maybe you want to jot it down. He would say, plans didn't work out as hoped, but because of Jesus, the future worked out better than hoped. And you, maybe you should write it down. Maybe you should, you know, type it into your phone or, or set it somewhere where it can be before you. In fact, really, let's just do this. You know, we're, we're all doing Easter at home together. Let's all say this together. With great energy, 
If you're on your own at home, just say it so it echoes in the, in the room wherever you are, in the kitchen, in the living room, wherever you're hanging out. Maybe, maybe you're as a couple or, or, or maybe you're with the family or maybe you got some friends hanging out, however it works out in your world. We're going to say this together. So read it with me loud and with energy. Are you ready? Here we go. Plans didn't work out as hoped, but because of Jesus, the future worked out better than hoped. See, what he's saying to you is this. Things like this spring worked. Man, it's not working out as you hoped. But if you would lean into Jesus, if you would wake up to God, if you would respond to his prompts in you, if you would make Jesus the center of your life, because he is the center of life, within the the things in your future, man, they'll, they'll work out better than hoped. Summer will work out better than hope. Fall will work out better than hope. 2021 will work out better than hope. Listen, your eternity, most importantly, will work out better than hoped. This is a huge statement and discovery that he's giving from his life. So let's unpack it, thought at a time. Let's just start out right where he did. Plans didn't work out as hoped. So let's, let's talk about it. Let's go back to this one man's story. It was a Friday. Some 2,000 years ago. And he was a criminal in prison in Jerusalem. He didn't start out to be a criminal. But he was, he was once a little boy and he grew up in a family, probably a Jewish family. Therefore, he would have discovered uh, things of faith and, and God and, and, and to, to know where he came from and, and where he could go by the grace of God. But, but along the way, as he became an adult, a man of his own. Was he married? Did he have kids? Probably. But somewhere along the way, he, the way he got lost. We all get lost. Well, he lost his way. On the inside, at the soul level, he became a criminal. In the Greek language, some think it translates as a robber, a thief. And that makes sense. That could be the case. He made choices he thought would help him get ahead. So, some think it means a zealot. He was under, as all of Israel, Roman rule and all the frustrations that go with being conquered. But he became a criminal. And so on this Friday that we're talking about, he was going to be crucified alongside Jesus. Here's the story from Luke chapter 23. Now, Pilate still wanted to let Jesus go. But they kept shouting back, crucify, crucify him. And so Jesus was led away to be crucified. And here you go, two others, we're talking about one of these guys. Two others, both criminals, were taken along with him for execution. When they got to the place called Skull Hill, they crucified him, that is Jesus, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. See, this guy, he was just trying to get ahead. He, on his own plans, his own hopes, his own efforts, he thought, man, this, even the criminal activity, fine, but this will get me ahead. He, he wasn't planning on this all falling apart. We're all trying to get ahead. Look, look, we were, we're trying to get ahead in the midst of this pandemic. We, we didn't all see it coming like this. I got friends texting me and people saying, Pastor, would you pray? You know, one, uh, 
Our mother's been diagnosed. She's in a retirement home, been diagnosed, tested positive for corona. And we've been praying for her, seven others along with her. I got the news last day or so that uh, she seems to be doing well and the other seven passed away. Hey, this is serious business. I mean, we have an invisible enemy. Things aren't uh, going as planned. We aren't getting ahead. We feel like we're being pushed behind in this whole economic circumstance. Really? Shutting, we're shutting, shutting down businesses. I mean, we don't know the economic follow. We, we, church, we're, we're, the church buildings on Easter are empty. What on earth? Although somebody texted me, it, I know it's a little cheesy, but I love it. It said, the church buildings might be empty, but then so is the grave. Come on now, that's good. That, that's really good. I don't care if it's cheesy. It's true. It's powerful. Here we are, Easter from home. We can't even have Travis and Matt come up and, and, and do their Easter fun. However, we did have them on FaceTime call and able to capture it. And well, nothing wrong with a little smile. Here's Travis and Matt. Good morning. Hey, hey, happy Easter. Thanks for dressing up. You look terrible. What are you talking about, dude? This Easter, this is dressing up. Yeah, that's probably true. You know, not everyone can have as much class as me. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I got your uh, your Easter gift. Yeah, I got yours too. Yeah. Did you, did you wrap this yourself? Or? I, uh, UPS, they really mess up, you know, stuff. Huh. It, was, it looked a lot better than that beforehand. It's festive. Yeah, yeah well, don't, don't thank me too soon. Uh, spoiler alert, I got you a, a couple tickets to Regal Cinema this weekend, so. All the theaters are closed. Yeah, I know, I know. They were cheap, real cheap. Oh, well, in that <laughs> case, I got you a $1,000 Mall of Georgia gift card. Wow, I can but use that But you can use time. it by tomorrow. You Dang it. By tomorrow. Dang it, yeah. uh, that's okay. I actually got you a, uh, tickets to the uh, NHL playoffs, so. Oh. Uh, oh, I know, well, know you're like, kidding. I'm kidding, I actually got you tickets for a cruise. Oh, jeez. Huh? <laughs> to Italy. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> You're a terrible person. I know. Well, it's, it's okay. I actually got you tickets to go see Kenny Rogers live, so. Dude. Too soon? Sorry. Miss we you. miss you, Kenny. Yeah. I got you tickets to the uh, the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Uh, I got you Daytime Emmy Awards. Well, I got you Country Music Awards. A Coachella. The Masters. WrestleMania. Atlanta Braves opening day. Moment of silence. Yeah, this is starting to get depressing. Should we just open our gifts? Yeah, yeah, let's just open our okay. gifts. Okay. Same time? Yep. All right, let's do it. Hey! <laughs> Perfect! Wow! Hey, I appreciate you uh, going all out on the one-ply there for me. <laughs> yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving, huh? am I right? Yeah. Or the, or the yeah. gift that keeps you living, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Easter, buddy. All right. We'll see. Have fun with the family. All right. You too. You look terrible. Thank you. All right. Bye. Yeah. No class on that guy. <laughs> well, there you have it. The, the classiness of Travis, the sarcasm of Matt. Hey, we need, we need to laugh a little bit. 
and all the freedom to dress however you want. First Easter ever. Maybe you're in your jammies. Maybe you're sitting there having coffee. Maybe, maybe you're experiencing this time of worship later in the day or another day. Doesn't hurt to laugh. We need to a little bit. Not everything's funny. And it's disease and the economic fallout. That's not funny. I mean, we have the economy of sports in our nation shut down. Plans didn't work out as hoped. We have malls and businesses and places, shopping and restaurants and workers and employees and plans aren't working out as hoped. In other words, we've been put into our homes and we're shutting down our lives. I mean, this is humbling. Unemployment skyrocketing. Let's just be honest. This enemy we can't see, it's all humbling. But the size of our nation and technology and military and resources and minds, this is just humbling. Listen, what's going on in Luke chapter 23 with this criminal who's crucified alongside Jesus, this is humbling for him. This isn't what he thought would happen. It's not working out as he, as he planned. In fact, for, for both criminals, in the midst of humbling, what do, you, what do you do? When you're humbled, you either turn on God or turn to God. You either turn on him, like no, just dismiss him, or you turn to him. Both criminals have a decision to make on that, this day, this, this Friday that they were in the midst of. They're either going to turn on God or turn to God. True for you, true for all of us. What are you going to do with the offer of God on Easter? What are you going to do in the midst of this humbling? You're either going to turn on God or you're going to turn to God. And in the middle of our humbling, God offers hope. Let's go back to, to what the guy was teaching us. Plans didn't work out as hope, but because of Jesus, here we go. Let's talk about this. But because of Jesus, see, he, he had no idea that he was being crucified next to, next to God. God in human flesh, that this was the living God. Oh, he, he was a contemporary of Jesus, so he, he probably knew about Jesus, probably heard about him. He's probably heard about his miracles. He, he, he probably has heard that, that he's the Messiah. But, but at this point, Jesus is just another guy. But while Jesus is suffering and he seems powerless and and, and he's in agony as they all are on this cross. All three of them on crosses. And Jesus in the middle. Jesus is blowing this guy's mind. Because instead of spewing hate, Jesus is speaking love. Mercy. Forgiveness. Look at this. Look, look back at Luke chapter 23, Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. There it is. He's on the cross and he prays, Father, forgive them. Hmm. They don't know what they're doing. And dividing up his clothes, they threw dice for them. The people stood there staring at Jesus and the ringleaders made faces taunting. He saved others. Let's see him save himself. The Messiah of God, ha, the chosen, ha, ha. 
Oh, the soldiers also came up and poked fun at him, making a game of it. They toasted with him uh, the sour wine. So, so you're the king of the Jews. Save yourself. All mocking him. Oh, printed over him was a sign. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the criminals hanging alongside cursed him. Some Messiah you are. Save yourself. In other words, if you're the Messiah, save yourself. Save us. Listen, it's in our fallen nature to mock God. It's in our fallen sinful nature. It didn't start with us. It started with Adam and Eve. Garden of Eden, perfect place, kindness of God. And he gave the wisdom for life. He's the source of life. And they mocked God. Hang on. When you dismiss God, disobey. When you think you have a better plan with greater hope to get ahead. And it doesn't include God at the center. It's mocking God. And they became criminals, if you will. In the kingdom of God, spiritual criminals, we're all spiritual criminals. We, we've all sinned. And what blew this guy's mind is he's next to Jesus. And, and while, while Jesus is being mocked, he offers mercy. While Jesus is being mocked, he offers mercy. It's like this guy had a, a moment of, of spiritual awakening. It's like for the first time, he saw what he'd never seen before. He knew what he'd been taught and what, and, and, and what probably was true in life. But he, he kind of put in dark places and just moved along with his own will, his own plans, his own hopes. And it's like everything broke through and light shined in the darkness. And he realized maybe that forgiveness, maybe that mercy could be for me. Maybe, you know, maybe because of Jesus, my worst day ever could be my best day ever. Look, look, let's go right back to the scripture. We'll pick up where we left off. We started this, we read this line. One of the criminals hanging alongside cursed him, but some Messiah, you are, save yourself, save us. But this goes on. But the other one, the one we're talking about, the other one made him shut up. Have you no fear of God? You're, you're getting the same as him. We deserve this, but not him, not Jesus. He did nothing to deserve this. In other words, he was the innocent, what scripture would call the lamb of God, the innocent lamb of God. He doesn't deserve this. And then Jesus, and then he said, look at this, the man whose story, the criminal alongside Jesus, he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. And Jesus said, don't worry, and I will. Today, you will join me in paradise. You know, today you will be with me in paradise. What a mind-blowing moment. From worst day to best day. Let, let's go right back to what he would teach us. And now you know why he would. Plans didn't work out as hope, but because of Jesus, the future, look at it, the future worked out better than hope. Man, every, the future worked out better than hope. I mean, this guy begins his day facing crucifixion and death and sorrow and suffering. This is it. He's not confused. He knows he's guilty. Now you finally get honest with yourself. You know. You know, in the kingdom of God, you're criminal. And he knows. He, he, he's not going to heaven. There's no way with those choices he's 
He's going to heaven. He's going to hell. He, he knows this. And instead of turning on Jesus, he turns to Jesus. And he receives grace. Grace that goes beyond his sin. And Jesus says today, you'll be with me in paradise. That, I mean, that's going to blow your mind. What, listen, what was the guy saying? When the guy said, remember me, what was he communicating? Things, he, well, here, he was saying things like, I, I, I am. He was saying things like, I own things like I need. Here's what I mean. I am. I, I am a living soul. I'm not just some physical creature, soulless. I was created by God and for God, and I will live forever. I am a creation of God. Isn't it time you got honest to God about how you got here? You're no accident. When he said, remember me, he was not saying I am. He was saying things, things like I own. I, I own my criminal choices. I mean, isn't it time you own your sin before God? But instead of turning on God with pride, you turn to God humbly. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He was saying things like, I need, I need this grace. I'm not going to turn on God. I'm going to turn to God. And what was Jesus saying when he said, this day you'll be with me in paradise? Jesus was saying, listen, listen, your future is going to turn out better. It's going to work out better than you ever hoped, man. There, you're, Jesus was saying, I am. Jesus was saying, I'm not. Jesus was saying, I will. Here's what I mean. He was saying, I am. I am the Messiah. I, I am the living God. I am the one who created you. I took on human flesh. I am the one who's here to save you. I am. I am the great I am. That's a terrific study in scripture. Jesus was saying, I'm not. I don't care what, what the mocking and the taunting. I don't care. I'm not getting down from this cross, but I am coming up from the grave. I'm not coming off the cross, but I am coming up from the grave. See, I'm on this cross right now to give my life to cover your sin debt. It's how much I love you. It's for your forgiveness. What he was saying is what we know from places like Romans chapter 6, verse 23. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages, the consequence, the payment, the result of our sin is death. Look, there was no coronavirus in the Garden of Eden. Sin brought death, disease and death. We all die physically. It brought death in our relationship with God, separated from him. It brought death to us eternally. Look, we've walked through this before, and if you've never heard it, let me do it again. This is God, and this is you. God created us in his image. We were created by God and for God, knit with him. That's the original design. Your life only makes sense connected with the God who created you and gave you life. But when we sin, when we become spiritual criminals, what we're doing is we're pulling away from God and we're turning on God. When Jesus came as God's gift to us, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came to earth to bridge this gap, to cover our sin debt. Listen, he just... Jesus didn't merely die for you. He died instead of you. And God made the walk to us. 
He's right next to us, right behind us, but we've turned from him. And through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he can offer mercy and forgiveness. This is the gift. And you just have to turn to God. And you can be restored to him. But this is the great hope. This is the great gift of Easter. This is the celebration. This is what God made possible. Have you ever had, have you ever had plans turn out better than hoped? Let me tell you a story. Uh, uh, it's, it's my friend Jim, Jim Wells. Jim Wells and his family, Jim Wells' his wife Amy and their whole family came to 12 Stone uh, over 20 years ago. Wonderful people. Grew in their walk with God. Uh, giving, serving people, uh, pillars of the church, helping people come to faith, so committed to the Lord, building a, a great business. And, and a couple of years ago, about 18 months ago, Jim had a really serious stroke. And you know how devastating that can be. The, the kind that it, it takes months to even get back your physical capabilities, mental capabilities, speech. Maybe he's 70, I don't know, 70, 80% speech. His mind is good. His, his speech is, is pretty good, but the words get jumbled and sometimes they're hard to find. If you understand and know anything about stroke victims and the medication that they're on, uh, their mind is, is, is really more clear from, from the memory of the long-term past than it is in the present. And sometimes what happens in the present isn't always clear and it's a little bit delirious and it's not, it's not rooted in entire reality. And so there are manic moments when this all comes together. So the story of Jim. A week ago, Palm Sunday, they enjoy worship together, a great experience. And then at 1130, a little later in the morning, he goes out for a walk and he would do that. And, and he stays fit and he goes for a run or a walk and he comes back. But around one o'clock, he wasn't back yet. And Amy started to get worried. No wonder. And for the next two hours, she's connecting with friends and people are starting to look for him. And pretty soon the police get involved. And, and pretty soon you, you, you get a post like this. And, and this post she sends out, Jim Wells left the house today at 1130 this morning. We haven't been able to find him. He, he usually walks around our neighborhood in Houston, the village of Houston. But we've been looking for him since, since one PM, we've not been able to find him. He, he, he has a bracelet with his name and my phone number. There are neighbors and police now searching through the area. But if anyone hears anything, please let me know. The picture from the back is what he was wearing today. Thank you. We appreciate help and prayers. Listen, the church got mobilized. The, the whole Facebook thing started running. It was getting in the hundreds of shares. People started getting in their cars and driving around the territory all looking for Jim because he's lost. By 3 o'clock, 3.30, I'm getting phone calls and texts, and I'm invested, and I begin to pray. I'm concerned about him by 4 o'clock, by 4.30, by 5 o'clock. Now it's getting desperate. I, I'm having terrifying thoughts for my friend Jim and Amy and their family, and I'm, I'm just tore up. And I mean, I don't know the area out there. I don't know. Oh, God. And I, so I'm now making phone calls. Got friends, got called one of the uh, police officers who flies uh, the police helicopter o o over Gwinnett County Territory and said, man, tell me what's going on. Tell me if you know anything. Check into this. Uh, are they getting helicopters? And he confirms they're, they're bringing helicopters from, from, uh, from the, the Georgia State Police, and, the, and they got a manhunt going on, and wonderful guys from the, from the Sheriff's Department in Jackson County are, are over this investigation for missing person. I mean, and, and people are driving all over and looking for Jim, and, and I'm saying, but it's it's starting to get, it's going to get dark in a couple of hours and, and we can't lose Jim at dark. And he said, man, don't go there. I said, I'm going there. 
He said, don't go there, my friend. Don't lose hope. You don't know where Jim is. You don't know what God's doing. And we prayed for Jim and Amy and the family, and I'm just getting messed up. And it's 5.30, and it's 6 o'clock, and I'm stepping out the side of my house for a moment, hosing something off before I come in. And my daughter opens the door. She said, Dad, Jim Wells. I said, I know, honey. She says, no, Dad, Jim Wells. He was walking on the road in front of my house. I mean, it was so surreal, it blew my mind. I ran out there and said, Jim, Jim. And he looked at me, hey, PK. Pastor Kevin PK, I was like, hey, PK. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I mean, I, I, I almost started weeping, but I tried to maintain composure because I didn't know if he was delirious, what reality. I did, Jim, what's going on, my brother? Are you thirsty? Yeah, man, I didn't have any water. I brought him in the house. We gave him water. I'm saying, Jim, what are you doing? And he's acting like he just walked over from the neighborhood next door. I said, Jim, Jim, you've been walking for seven hours. You walked over 20 miles. There is an entire investigation and search party for you, the missing person. You know what he said to me? Well, well, Amy should know that I would go to my pastor's house. Man, I want to talk to you about Jesus. (laughs) You know, I know we're not, I'm sorry. Just seeing Jim overwhelm me. He said, you know, it's can't go to church because this virus thing. So I just wanted to come talk to my pastor about Jesus. I wanted to be baptized. I wanted to talk about how good God is to me. I mean, he had clear moment from the past, not clear in reality. He just, he left his house on purpose. To walk to his pastor's house. I, I, I snapped a picture of him sitting in my living room. He said, look, hey, there he is. It's good. I sent it to Amy. I said, we're good. It turned out better than hoped. God was covering him. The man traveled over 20 miles. It was beautiful. It, it, it was almost childlike. And he's a monster. I mean, who could pull that off? Jim, how did you do that? It's a, it's, it was saying in the middle of insanity. I know it's all. She posted it to her friends. <laughs> we found Jim. He's at his pastor's house talking about Jesus. Thanks, Lord, for covering him. I know it's complicated. I love you, Jim, if you're listening. So proud of you. Amy, love you, your family. And we pray for you. This has been a long haul. Pack Church, pray, God, would you just cover over Jim and Amy and that family? Would you continue to heal Jim? Would you give understanding and grace and comfort in Jesus' name? You know, Amy, you and I were talking. We were talking about how... At 1 o'clock, you have fear. By 3 o'clock, you have worry. By 5 o'clock, you have panic. But if we had known how it was going to turn out in the end, we wouldn't have worried the whole time. Hey, listen, maybe in the middle of coronavirus pandemic and uncertain economics, maybe you're hitting that 1 o'clock time. Maybe you're hitting that 3 o'clock time and fear and worry. Maybe panic sets in. But listen, if you would turn to Jesus, future works out better than planned. That's all. See, that's what the guy on the cross was saying. The plans can work out better. Then imagine, he offered, remember me. 
And he would say, turn to God, don't turn on him. And a prayer that would look something like this. Let me, let me just, if you don't know, it's, I don't know how I would pray. It would be like this. Heavenly Father, I humble myself before you because Jesus paid my sin debt and rose from the dead. Please give me grace that goes beyond my sin. I bow to you, Jesus, as my Savior and Lord. In your name, amen. See, that's, that's what the, the man, the criminal on the cross next to Jesus would tell you to do. That's what Jesus invites. Turn to him. By the way, that's what, that's what Faye did, Faye Spaulding, on Easter of 2018. The very thing. She, she's an investigator. She got hired for a weekend security thing here. Just, she sat down in front of a camera, told her story this week. Just listen. It's a cool story. My name is Faye Spaulding, and I've been going to 12 Stone since 2018, but worked a year before that, just as security. After I uh, was divorced, um, that was a very difficult time for me. Uh, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and which will result in hearing loss and just kind of walked away, just didn't believe anymore that anything good would happen for me after my divorce. Every day I would get up and put that smile on and, and put that work hat on and that work mask and go to work and, and work through it, but I was totally dying inside. And then I would come home and, and that's when I would have my pity parties and drink until I could go to sleep and get the four hours I needed. And I did that for a long time, did that for a very, very long time. When I was asked to start working at 12 Stone, that's when things start really stirring up. I was able to listen to the praise and worship and it just started stirring in my heart. And it was just like, oh, wow, this is, this is about to change my life. My life is about to change. And it was, it was going to change for the better. But it was like, wow. And um, it was Easter Sunday. And I, and I took that opportunity to walk across the stage to, to, to give my life back to God. And, um, and that's where it all began. And regardless of the fact that you walk away from God, God never walks away from you. So good. Happy birthday, Faye. <laughs> Two years old in the Lord today. It's a beautiful thing. Future worked out better than she hoped. Man, that, for, for Jim Wells, that day worked out better than hoped. And I'm so proud of our church family, thousands of you getting in your cars, sharing messages, looking for Jim, but he was out of the territory and he walked over 20 miles. No wonder we couldn't find him. But that's what family does. Amy, you were not alone. Amy was not alone. She had a church family. It's the beauty of how God works. Things work out better than hoped. Easter worked out better than hope. The disciples were worried. <laughs> of course they were. Jesus died. He was buried. But then he rose from the dead. Listen, the church, we're not in buildings, but we're gathered together across the territory. We would have been in. We would have been in our eight buildings and 40 services plus online. And when I said Jesus rose from the dead, we'd all be celebrating and applauding. And, but you know, God had something better. Right now it's working out better than hope. Many of you would never have listened in. 
God's saying to you what Jesus did for the criminal on the cross, what he did for faith, he'll do for you. What about you? Just like the two criminals, you can either turn on God or turn to God. Here's your prayer. I'm going to give you a moment to say yes to Jesus. Seal it today. Heavenly Father, you ready for this? You know he loves you. You know Jesus didn't come to condemn you. You can condemn yourself like the criminal on the other side of the cross. Or you can turn to him. You've never said yes to Jesus. Or if you walked away from him. He, he, listen, in the middle of a coronavirus, in the middle of uncertain economics, in the middle of your criminal spiritual criminal condition in the middle of your sin in the middle of mocking God he offers mercy isn't it time you say yes to him so I'm going to read the prayer aloud and you can breathe it under your breath and I'm going to leave it there a bit and then give you a chance to text and we want you to after you offer this prayer text Jesus <laughs> they'll put it on the screen for you God just put that on the screen you can text Jesus when you, when you text Jesus, you see the number right there, 37748. We're going to encourage you. You're not on your own. You got church family. Here's the prayer. You can whisper it with me. Heavenly Father, I humble myself before you because Jesus paid my sin debt and rose from the dead. Please give me grace that goes beyond my sin. I bow to you, Jesus, as my Savior and Lord, in your name, amen. I'm going to give you a minute. You might need to think about that. You might not have offered it yet. And then get your phones out. Don't be awkward. No, this isn't awkward. You get your phone out, you text Jesus. Right now, take this minute before the Lord.
So from one man's story, one man's story, he would tell you, um, you know, plans didn't work out as hope, but because of Jesus. And right now, many of you are making decisions to say yes to Jesus. And all of heaven celebrates with you. I'm there is a party going on in heaven for your sake. So you just text Jesus and, and listen, as you do, you join the kingdom of God. Now, maybe, maybe you're not ready. Maybe you need some time. We'll be praying for you. Maybe you're spiritually unresolved and you're not sure you buy all this, but you're, you're intrigued. Starting to wake up spiritually, good for you. Don't turn on God, turn to God. For all of you who are followers of Christ, I have a prayer over you. If you would bow your head, it's brief, but it's to the point. Oh God, would you give us peace that passes all understanding? God, would you give us strength that surpasses our hardships. Oh God, would you give wisdom that wows our fears? In Jesus' name, amen. See, how do you live that? How do you, how do you get peace and strength and wisdom? Ah, you don't get that on your own. In fact, next week we're launching into a post-Easter series for three weeks, working with this title of, uh, of what's better than Jesus? And I know it sounds silly. Nothing's better than Jesus. But Jesus left and said, it would be better for you that I go. Hey, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. You just want to be a part of it. It's how you, it's how you experience peace and strength, wisdom. Some of you, some of you just need to be prayed over. And, and, and we'd be happy to. Prayer at 12stone.com. Jump in on that email. We can't pray with you face to face, but we can heart to heart. Church family. Happy Easter. I know your heart for people far from God is great. I know we love together to give through 12 stone for the sake of the kingdom. Your chance to give will be detailed in a moment with Jeremy. So I love you, church. Praying for you. Celebrate with all of you who have said yes to Jesus. This is a big day. Happy Easter. Jeremy. Throne of Jesus, His presence is here. Your spirit is here. So we call on Your name. So we call on Your name, Jesus. You are here. You're moving in now. I worship you. You are here and you're working in this place. Oh, I worship you. I worship you. You are here and you're moving in our midst. Oh, I worship you. Yes, I worship you. are here and you're working in this place. Oh, I worship you. Yes, 